back for another episode. Um, I found that I think it was good for me in my last one ranting about jobs and being frustrated by that. Um, that I, I felt better after I vented about it on here. And so I'm going to try to be a bit more regular with putting out episodes on here again. Um, like I used to before the last, I don't know, six months or so. So I'm back. Um, one thing I wanted to start off this episode about was talking about dissociative amnesia. So I did an episode about that and then I deleted it two days ago because I realized that some of the, like, I was meshing together memories of two different people into one person. And, um, I figured that out in the last couple of days. And I, so I deleted that episode because just on the very rare happenstance that that person would have ever heard that I didn't want them to hear me being wrong about something to do with them. And so I just deleted it, but I, I wanted to talk about it because I feel like this is something that happens when you have dissociation happening, when you have a lot of memories in your life that aren't clear, which if you have, like, if you went through incest or any sort of really abuse in your childhood, it's very likely, but especially if you go through child sexual abuse, there's a lot of dissociation we have to do in order to survive going through that. And so a lot of our memories aren't clear. And yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like there's so much pressure because of how society questions everything we say and they try to find things in our stories to say that what we're saying isn't true. And then on top of that, the fact that just the experience of going through that sort of abuse and like no one doing anything to stop it makes you question that it ever happened in the first place because it doesn't feel real Um, and all that. It just leaves room where we feel like we can't make a mistake like every time we realize that we remembered something a little bit off it's so easy to just be like well maybe I just am wrong about this maybe this memory was never real and just freak out and panic thinking that you've gotten all this stuff wrong um but at this point I'm almost six years into therapy um and I've been having memories progressively either come back as new or like ones that I've thought haven't remembered or thought about for a long time for for many years for almost that entire time and so I know at this point that just because I don't remember something exactly correct the first time doesn't mean that it never happened because I've had too many of them come back and have them be accurate like I know what it feels like at this point when something really happened um And so if I'm not remembering it completely correct the first time, it just means that there's something else. And I figured that out this week that I was like meshing two people's memories together into thinking that it was only one person that um, did this stuff. And so I wanted to talk about that and maybe make that process a little bit easier if anyone who's listening to this is doing that as well to figure out because it is hard. It's very scary to think that you could be somehow getting it wrong. Like there's this whole idea that we make up our memories and stuff, which is obviously not true. Um, so yeah, basically what happened was I realized, so my, I talked in previous episodes that, um, my, 
when I was growing up, it's kind of one of those weird, funny things that I can see why I like kind of mesh these two people, the memories of the, from these two people and kind of put them all into one person because the time that we, that I saw this person was all around the same time. These two people were around the same time. And um, one thing I wanted to say, actually, before I start on that, I should probably say, give a little bit of an explainer for dissociative amnesia stuff, since I deleted that episode where I explained it. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's that's a that's an entire diagnosis you can have. But even just outside of the diagnosis, it's the basic idea that like we cut out entire like years of our life or times of our life or like something that is attached to like an experience we went through that was really traumatic having to do with like a person that was really traumatic whatever it is um you just like and sometimes it's not that you completely cut out all memories altogether of it although sometimes that happens sometimes it's that your memories are like really hazy and they don't feel clear um like that you only remember a certain part, but you don't remember like what led up to that moment and you don't remember what happened afterwards. You just remember that one part. And the one part that you do remember is like, doesn't feel super duper clear. Like you know it and you remember it, but you don't really remember anything else to do with it. And that's, um, that's essentially like almost most memories that I have from my life are like that. Even the ones that I have back are like pretty hazy and, um, and they're not super clear, which is one of those things that makes us doubt that we have these memories right because they don't feel, they feel like they're a dream. Um, but that's from the dissociation that we had to do. And so one thing that I think is like kind of ironic that can happen when you experience child sexual abuse and you then have to block out, um, most of the memories that are associated with going through that. Like if you're somebody like me whose abuser never was questioned or caught or anything like that, you have to do what you have to do in order to like make it. And so one of the things I did was cut out almost all memories of that, um, of that happening at all. Only a couple survived, maybe like two or three survived since I was a kid. That made me, that is why like I never completely and totally forgot it was always just kind of there. I just ignored it. Um, but most of the other memories having to do with it, I just like got rid of it or, and it is really weird. Like remembering these things, like, um, a lot of the memories the last year or so that I've been getting back are from when I was a teenager. And it's like, honestly, kind of scary to remember seeing things like being very vague here, but any, description of sexual things I know can sometimes be too much. So if any description of anything sexual is too much for you, fast forward like a minute or so. But when I was a teenager, I would sometimes see things on my bed and I didn't know what it was. I would be like, did I like spill soda on my bed? Did one of my cats or dogs like pee on my bed? Like, I don't understand what this is. And I kept seeing it in like many different houses that I lived in. And then I realized just a couple months ago what that was because I'm now an adult and I know enough about sex from honestly from people making jokes about it on the internet that I know what that is. At the time, I didn't know what that was, but that also is like this weird kind of puzzle piece I can 
take from my life and know that that stuff was happening in all those different houses even if I don't and it's one of those crazy things that I can remember finding those things in my room but I can't remember like the actual things happening that caused that to to be there and so since I remember at the time being so confused why that kept happening and what it was and and I and like it like pissed me off almost like why I couldn't remember anything um now I understand what it was and but it is like a freaky kind of thing to realize that you just like had all these experiences that you just like don't remember because it was too much and so one of the things I did was that is this ironic thing that you can do is that if you have if there are people around you that help you when you're going through that you tend to like kind of forget a lot about who they are because they are associated with this horrible traumatic thing of this sexual abuse or this trauma that you're going through with your parents. And so if you're not ready to remember really the specifics of how bad that was, you're not going to remember them, even though they're like some of like the bright lights you had of that time and gave you kind of like hope going forward that there are like good people in the world that recognize that this is bad it's you still like because they are associated with this traumatic thing you went through you like can't remember them or can't or can't remember them very clearly for a really long time and so that's basically what happened with this of why i merged like two people into one person basically because and it's it is kind of funny that they're the time that they were in my life was like kind of the same ish time which like makes sense of why my brain did that as well because Basically, um, my mom had, uh, two friends, two different friends, um, that we would see sometimes through the years. Uh, one of them had been a friend of hers since she was a kid. Um, and, and then another one of them, um, was a friend of hers from her job. And we would go and see them like once a year or so, something like that. And, um, for both of them. And, um, so I remembered seeing the son of like the first friend, like the friend that she had that since she was a child and her, that person's son. And I remember like hanging out with them and actually, and it was like this crazy experience of, of feeling like accepted by a person and understand like they like seem to understand that like um what was like they liked me for me which was honestly was like a brand new experience for me I'm not exaggerating in the way that to say that I had like no friends um for many many years but this person seemed to get along with me they seemed to like at least somewhat understand like um, things with like my dad and that things weren't exactly the greatest with their dad all the time either. Um, and it was just like this really nice memory. Like I always, the, the memory that I have like the strongest is I remember like the day that I was going home and we were both like sad that I was going home. And I remember that like when we were leaving that day that I was, we were both like trying to delay, like trying to make our moms talk longer during lunch so that it would take longer for me to leave. Um, and so the part of the memory of that person that was actually somebody else that I put onto this person was the part where I told them 
about what my dad was doing and that their dad was also doing similar abusive things towards them. And, and we told each other and never told anybody else and, um, and bonded over that obviously. And, but, um, you know, lost contact after a time. And so, um, I was, my mom gave me, or I asked my mom, uh, last week to give me, um, some, I wanted to see photo albums she has of my childhood because enough time has gone by that I can look at those pictures easier now. And I do want to look at some of the stuff that we have left to see what, what's there. Um, and so the photo albums she gave me were from when her and my dad got married and when I was like just born, um, like the first year of my life. And so the friend that was like her friend since she was a kid, she was her like maid of honor at her wedding, which I didn't know. And so I was asking my mom about her and I was like asking her like, hey, like what happened that stopped you guys from being friends? Because I remember we saw each other when I was like, went a lot when I was like, up until I was like 12. And then I remember we saw them again when I, when my grandma died because they lived in the same city that my grandma lived in, um, which was when I was like 16. And that was the last time that we saw them. And my mom basically said she doesn't remember what happened, but that her and her friend got in an argument about something. She doesn't remember what it was, but that it was enough that she just like, she, I guess the, her friend, um, went to like her pastor and her pastor basically advised her to like, just cut her out of her life, which her pastor tended to do. And so that's what she did with my mom. And so we stopped like ever seeing any of them or hearing from any of them. Um, but in the process of this, I asked my mom, like, what the name was of her, like, her son. And she said that she saw him on Facebook and that he was married and had a kid. And and so I never remembered, like, her mom, her friend's, like, last name or anything like that to be able to, like, look them up and see if the memories that I had of them, like, matched up with, with you know, what their lives really were. Because I could remember... I have this memory of having this conversation with my mom that I know happened, absolutely know it happened. Um, and I remember that it was her telling me that one of her, like, that this, a friend that she had, that they, that their, uh, they were, that friend and her husband were getting a divorce, that the husband was abusive, that the friend had to, like, hide out somewhere from him and, um, and all of this like kind of crazy stuff was happening in their life because of that. And I can, I, I remember it because I remember thinking at the time that I knew about this already, that I knew that the, that her husband or the dad was abusive because the, you know, the kid that I was friends with, um, had told me, had told me about it, but that I can remember thinking that I was supposed to look like I was, I remember trying to, not show anything on my face that I, I was trying to look surprised and I was trying to get away with this conversation without my mom realizing that I knew about this already. Um, because I wasn't supposed to know this was like something that I didn't tell anyone else ever about that I knew and they didn't tell anything about, about me either. It was just, we shared this thing and like never shared it with anybody else because we both understood where the other person was coming from. Um, and so I know that that happened. And so when I looked up, um, 
that friend, the friend since she was a kid. And I realized that like they were still married that, and I remember my mom saying that this friend like moved away and they had never moved away from the state that I lived in. Um, so I knew after that, that it couldn't be this person. And so, you know, that person is still like a very like cool person from my life to remember somebody who liked me for me that like seemed to somewhat understand that things weren't exactly great with like my dad at home and accepted that part of me and just like thought that I was a nice person. That was like something that I never heard then. Um, and I still like hope that one day we can talk about stuff and hopefully they remember more about the specific things that happened back then. Um, but it, but it did sound like a situation where our moms just like argued about whatever. And we just, and we just like lost contact because of that. Um, and that was that, you know? Um, but so, uh, but this, so the other person that is the one that I actually told, like disclosed about the abuse and they told me about the abuse that they were going through. Um, there was the other friend that my mom had from her job. It was her son. And it's one of those funny things, like I said before, that we saw them from around the same time. Like, I can't remember the last time we saw them. I remember that we went to the zoo. Um, and I think that that was the last time we saw them in person was when we went to the zoo. And I don't remember how old I was, but I just remember going there and, um, all I can remember from that is it's the very si similar situation where before, when I was talking about the other, the son of the other friend, I couldn't remember their name. I couldn't remember what they looked like. I, I like had these very positive memories with them, but like, they were still like very fuzzy. I didn't. And, um, it's the same exact situation with this person where, I don't remember their first name, their last name, their mom's. I remember their mom's first name, but I don't remember their last name, anything like that. Um, but I do remember at least kind of what they looked like, like a vague idea of what they looked like. And I remember going to the zoo with them. And more than anything, I just remember that the person's son being there. And I remember looking at them. And they had this look on their face that I knew I looked like, which is basically like when you're really fucking depressed because you're going through hell, but you're like in public with like your family and you're trying to act like you're like a normal family and you don't even know how to do it. And you're just kind of hoping that nobody notices how unhappy you are. Um, I don't think that most people would have picked up on it. It's one of those things that I don't think you really pick up on unless you're going through that yourself. But I noticed it. Um, and it was, and I think I remember noticing that because it's one of those things that that was a way for me to know like what was still going on at home without them ever having to actually say it to me out loud. Because it's just something that you notice when you're going through something like that yourself. Um, and it kind of fits because one one memory that my mom told me about um, that also happened when I was like 12 was um, we used to go to the zoo a lot as like a family. I still love going to the zoo. I love, I love animals. So it's kind of like a running joke that when my sister and I used to 
go on a lot of like road trips and stuff whenever we would go to like a new city we would just like end up going to a zoo because we love animals and so it's guaranteed for us to have a fun time anyway so remember when I was 12 we went to the zoo and it was like a time with like my mom and my dad and my sister and I when they were getting divorced and everything was horrible but they were trying to get along um and my mom remembers it because it was when we were at that zoo that they realized how horrifically depressed I was and they like forced me to go to therapy after that and um and things like that when I was in that was when I was in like seventh grade and I remember that when I was at the zoo that I felt like so you know that feeling of when you're so sad and you're so depressed and you're so depressed that you're almost like numb because you're so sad and you like can't imagine life ever improving that you like that you just like almost like can't even do anything like I remember the thing my mom remembers is that when we were at the zoo that time that I just like sat down on a bench at the zoo and like would not get back up and like I it was like I just couldn't even handle the stress of like walking anymore of like just acting like a normal person honestly and like my sister was like yelling at me for not wanting to get up and walk and um and my mom didn't understand what was going on but ironically my dad understood what was going on and was like you know we'll get you help blah 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 which I know sounds crazy because he is he was the reason why I needed all the help but you know things don't make any sense at all in families like this but um but my mom remembers that as like a good thing that they realized that something was really wrong and they were able to somewhat come together and get me the help that sort of that I needed at the time at least a little bit um but I remember that when I think about that and then I think about how the last time I saw that other friend was at the zoo it just kind of makes sense of why why me being at the zoo with like my parents where they're trying to act like a happy family when the last time I saw those people that were also at the zoo when they were also trying to do the same thing um and that those people weren't there so like I was at the zoo this time without that other friend there that also was going through the same thing that makes it whenever you're like in a horrible depressed place where you're just like don't want to be alive anymore um I find that having somebody there who understands what you're going through and is even going through the same thing just makes it easier to survive feeling like that. And so it makes sense in my mind that me going back with like my parents, but not having those that family there and having the, that person there as like a buffer to help me be there makes sense of why that trip I just like sat on a park bench and refused to get up and just started like crying and basically breaking down in the middle of the zoo um because that because I knew what it was like to have somebody there that understood and now that person wasn't there anymore and that made it even worse for me to try to handle acting like everything was fine when nothing was fine um and so yeah so anyway what I'm saying is that I realized that the son of the her other friend that was like a um somebody that she worked with that is the person that I told and that is the person that I I believe that that is the person that I told and who was going through abuse of some kind as well in their home and whose parents like did like split up and and all that kind of stuff um and yeah it's just one of those interesting things that 
because the memories are so vague, I didn't realize that all of these different little memories from this time was actually two people and not just one person. I remembered both of them. And I remembered both of them in a super vague way. I just didn't realize, I kind of just put all of the memories into one person, which makes sense, um, especially because a lot of this stuff was overlapping around the same time of my life, like during the same years. Um, but I figured it out. And so I wanted to share that just to say that that's the kind of stuff that happens when you're kind of bringing these memories back that you either forgot or like don't really remember very clearly or haven't thought about for a really long time like be nice to yourself like don't put so much pressure on yourself that you can't um to act like that if you if you don't remember every single thing completely correct the first time out that you're that it means that you're making it all up like I know like I'm you know like I said before I'm like six years into this so I have more confidence when it comes to this stuff than I normally, than I would have a couple years ago. But I just want to put that out there that that makes, that makes sense to be kind of piecing things together and figuring things out as time goes on and just being, I don't know, I kind of like encourage being kind of practical about it. Like when I asked my mom about the name of that friend, I wanted to, I was ready enough to asked my mom so that I could look them up on the internet honestly and like fact check the information I had to see if I was right if it was this person and this family that I was thinking about and with the information I had I looked them up and saw that it was not the right people and so I was like okay I'm glad to have figured that out and know that I'm actually remembering things from somebody else and knowing that okay now it's a matter of asking my mom about who about the name of like this other friend she had and fact checking them and seeing if they're the right person. Um, and yeah, just, there are certain things we can look up online that you can, that if you can, I know it sounds weird to almost be acting as like a little like private investigator about your own life, but just do that. Like f if you can find any details that you can like look up, like if their parents are still married, if they ever moved out of state, which is the ones that I like, could remember happening um then do that and then um use that information to figure out as best you can if this is the right if you're remembering the right person or not and it will just like it'll not only will that help you but it would also i feel like it gives you more confidence when you figure that stuff out like whether it's right or wrong it just gives you more confidence that you'll be able to figure it out and then the memories that you do have with that person is more likely to come out easier when you feel like you're ready more to you know remember them so yeah that's my little aside about dissociative amnesia that i redid <laughs> i hope that people get something out of that um so to um change course to another subject um I guess I just kind of wanted to rant about personal life stuff that's, that happened just yesterday, um, with my sister involving something to do with her and, um, just to kind of get my feelings out about it. I honestly don't know how long this will be, but I just wanted, this is like what I wanted to talk about when, why I wanted to do this episode. Cause I feel like it will help me to get this stuff out. Um, but basically my my mom yesterday um 
she copy and pasted this text message that my sister sent her about things going on with the estate of my uncle who died about two months ago. Um, and basically the situation there, because I honestly don't remember if I ever talked about it very much, is that my uncle, I remember when my uncle and I were still talking and everything before I went to therapy, that he taught, he said that he made me and Cassie or was going to make or something, both of us part of like his estate. Um, and then, you know, when he died, finding out that my sister is like one of his beneficiaries, but I am not. And so at some point in the last six years, he took me off of that, which is, um, or never put me onto it either way, which, you know, really sucks to put it lightly. Um, and, um, so my sister's been meeting with like my uncle and aunt that's been handling all of this stuff with his estate, um, because they have to, I'm sure they have to get permission from her to like pay the remaining bills that he has and then split up the money that he had left in his accounts and things like that. Um, as it, as it does, as what happens when you're a beneficiary like that. Um, and so yesterday my mom sent me this text message about it and it was one of those moments where she sent it to me before she read the entire thing because at the bottom of the text message was my sister saying to not send this to me because she was talking shit basically about my uncle and aunt that are handling my uncle's estate um and didn't want me to see uh <laughs> and so my mom was like oh I fucked up and I was like it's fine like um obviously I'm not gonna say anything about the fact that I saw that to my sister there's no point in doing that but it was just kind of an amazing moment that my mom showed that to me because she wanted me to know what was going on. And a lot of times in the last couple of months, my mom will send things like, so she'll send or ask me questions about legal ish things. Cause she knows that I know at least a good amount about things like that. And so, um, but essentially it was, my sister was talking about how, um, she got $6,000 as one of my uncle's beneficiaries and that my other uncle that is handling the estate was asking her to send the money back so that they could pay like some bill or something. And she was basically asking my mom to like contact them because she was mad because basically what it boils down to is that she doesn't trust this uncle and aunt because my dad never liked them. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense because she knows how horrible my dad was for her to not trust them because of anything my dad ever said, but it is what it is. That's what is going on. Um, and um, basically what it boils down to is she doesn't trust them because of that and sees anything they do as being suspicious. Um, and so she doesn't trust that if she sent them the money that they would send it back to her for some reason. Um, purely just because like it's one of those things that when somebody puts this idea into your head since you were a child that these people are like untrustworthy people trying to steal things from you you're not you're going to see everything they do as being wrong or, or bad or suspicious as opposed to what it is is they just got another bill for jimmy likely from the hospital that they weren't expecting and they just want to pay it and this and they have to use the money from that account that was 
you know, that was the money that he had when he, when he died to pay it off. Um, and yeah. And so that's not really the most important thing about this whole situation. It's more the fact of realizing when reading that text message that my sister got $6,000 from my uncle's estate and never said anything about that to me or my mom. Um, like when my mom first got the, um, sorry. (coughs) When my mom first got the text message, she thought that, um, she thought that my sister was saying, sorry, I just like, just breathe in wrong. I don't know why my voice sounds like this now. <laughs> um, oh, there it is. Okay. But I, my, basically this was a situation of me just once again feeling really disappointed and let down by my sister. And it's like the 40 millionth time that that has happened in the last few years, um, especially. And yeah, yesterday I was just really sad about that and, and feeling like angry of like, how many times do I have to be let down by the same person before I stop getting my hopes up? But basically why that, why I felt so let down is cause, um, a couple, I think it was a couple weeks ago, my mom came to my apartment and we were just talking about whatever before she, we had, we had done something or other together and we were just here talking before she went back home and we were talking about I think it was like after my my uncle's funeral and so we were talking about my sister being like one of his beneficiaries and me not being one of them and you know her not being one of them and how we felt about that um because it is hard and um and uh she said something like that she thought that that my sister knows that, you know, I'm unemployed right now. And my sister knows that I don't have any money, especially right now. I usually don't, but even, but particularly right now. And that she was saying that she thought that if, if she got money from my uncle's estate, which seemed likely since she was a beneficiary of it, that, um, that she would give some of it to me. And I, told my mom that I didn't believe that that would happen, but my mom wanted to believe that, thought that it would. And so, I don't know, ever since this happened with, with my uncle dying, um, I just had kind of like this, like hope, you know, one of those things that is kind of like a hope in the back of your mind that you just kind of hope might turn out okay. Like, and the way that I thought about that was like, well, um, you know, maybe months in the future because estates always take time to actually settle when you have actual assets. And he did have some things like, like, you know, some, some things in his like policy and stuff like that, like life insurance and things like that. Um, and own some things like his car and whatnot. And the way that my dad, my dad didn't own anything. And so his estate was just like his life insurance and that was it. But my uncle had some more things that he actually owned. Um, that that stuff takes some time. And so I was thinking like maybe sometime in the next like few months to like a year or whatever, 
maybe something with his estate will settle and maybe I will get like something from that. Even if it was only a couple hundred dollars, that would be really helpful to me, especially right now. And it was just kind of one of those things that I would feel hopeful about. Like when I was thinking like, you know, being unemployed is hard. Like I only make $275 a week and um, on unemployment. And one of the hardest things with unemployment is the like weird balancing act you do when you go back to work at like a new job but you haven't gotten a paycheck from that job yet. Um, I remember that like that was the most precarious time for me money-wise back in 2019 when I got hired at my last place that just fired me. Um, that it took like almost three weeks or something like that for me to get like an actual paycheck from my new job. Um, because it, I remember it was something like the first week that I worked there, people were getting that was back when that job got paid every two weeks. And the first week that I worked there, they got paid that Friday, but it was for like the previous two weeks before that. And so my paycheck with my two weeks of work wouldn't be paid out for another two weeks after that. And so it was three weeks. And so it was like at least a week or so of me where I was working 40 hours a week, but I couldn't get unemployment anymore because I was now working and I wasn't getting paid. And it was like a really scary few weeks. Every, every money was really scary for that time for many months, but that particularly was a really scary time. Um, and that's honestly the scariest time when you're transitioning from unemployment to working a new job. And so because like I have no luck, the time of that, like if I start working on the 15th, of this month, like I am planned to, um, then like the the Tuesday, like my second day at work, I'll get unemployment that day. And that will be like the last day, the last time I'll get unemployment. And so that next week, like the week of basically like my birthday, um, of January, like one of the last weeks of January, where you're usually getting whatever money you can for um, you know, for rent, um, I'm not going to get, I, I either not get paid if, if my paycheck from my new job doesn't, if I don't get paid from that job that Friday, then I just won't get paid at all that entire week. Um, and so that's like a really stressful thing to think about. And so having any extra thinking, like maybe I'll get some money from like my uncle's estate, so that in the next couple of months that will help like make money more solid. And it's, it was just one of those things where like the night before this happened, I was looking at my, you know, at like my bank app as you do when you don't have that much money and you check multiple times a day to make sure that something horrible hasn't happened and you've gone negative without you realizing it or something. <laughs> And on my bank app, they have a thing where they tell you what your credit score is, and it updates every couple of weeks telling you what it is. And I was looking at it and feeling disappointed because I had gotten my credit score up over the last year or so, and I was really proud about that. I still wanted it to be higher, obviously, but it got it got higher than it has been like in a really long time that I can remember at least looking at my credit score. 
And then over the last couple months when I've been unemployed, it's like gone back down in the last month or so because um, the way credit scores work is they want you to have credit cards, but they want you to like pay off what you use on the card so that you still have a bunch of credit available for you to use. And so I have two credit cards um, that both like one has like an $800 limit and one has like a $600 limit. They're just there so that I can try to like build credit for myself and improve my credit score because I need a somewhat good one if I ever want to like rent out an apartment on my own after living in this place, you know? Um, anyway, so I've been using those credit cards since I've been unemployed, particularly to buy groceries for myself because clo- clothes, because food is so expensive, especially I realized that I use like the shipped app to where they deliver it to my house. And since I don't have a car and I realized on like the shipped app, the store that I like to use on there has it doesn't have like they charge you more if you buy the stuff on the shipped app for no reason. They charge you like two or three dollars more for everything that you buy than they would in the store. And there, because I'm fucking autistic, there are certain foods that I have to get. Um, I have to get like this certain name brands and a couple of them are only at that store. So I end up like spending more money than I would ever want to buying food because they can they're like they're charging like seven dollars for a six pack of like 16 ounce Diet Mountain Dew bottles that's like absolutely insane to charge that like those are like four dollars if you're at the actual store um and so I've been like just for like the benefit of my own anxiety with being worried about being able to pay all of my bills and all that kind of stuff the last couple months um I just have been um, charging every like two weeks or so. I usually buy like a bunch of food and I'll just put it on one of my credit cards instead of um, instead of just paying for it with my own money um, just to make things a little bit easier for myself. And because I did that, the money you know, I have less credit and I can't like, I've just been like paying off the minimum because I only make like a little over a thousand dollars a month right now on unemployment. Um, so it's like a challenge just to pay all the bills that I have without paying more. And so I was just thinking the other night, looking at that and just feeling disappointed that my credit score went down after I worked so hard to get it up where I closer to where I wanted it to be. Um, and so I was just thinking, like, it would be so nice to get even just, like, a, like a $500, something like that, like $1,000. If I got, like, $1,000 from, I was just thinking, like, if I got, like, $1,000 from my uncle's estate, then I could pay, then I could pay those two credit cards down, and I could pay off, like, the care credit card that I got um, when my, when I had to put my cat down at the vet. And I would feel so much better knowing that I had those three credit cards to use for whatever I would need to use them for. And I wouldn't have to pay any of those bills every month anymore. And it would be like such, and it would honestly make me feel so much safer and like much more relieved when it comes to money right now, if I could do that. And so 
it's really hard to know to like think about that I was thinking like how much how nice it would be to have like just like a thousand dollars five hundred to a thousand dollars to try to pay off some of my credit cards to make my life a little bit easier when I don't have any money right now when my sister got six thousand dollars and it didn't tell me about it at all and it's just hard to know that like I didn't get any of that because my uncle took me out and I didn't do anything wrong like essentially I stopped talking to him for a few years and then he stopped talking to me and it was basically a situation of he I honestly think that he didn't want to mess up the he was like very weirdly close with my sister like like when he was in the hospital dying he was like he was saying that he was happy if my sister and another person her age were, were there over like his siblings, which is like just kind of a weird thing. It's, it's just a shitty thing to say about like your siblings who have known you your entire life. Um, I don't know. It's just odd. Like they're always very close, even when we talked, um, and, and everything. And so it's hard to know that he took me out of getting that benefit. Um, and, like all together essentially because of what my dad did to me. Like it's not exactly like I've had like a good experience with being affiliated with my dad in my life so far. Um, <coughs> and then the other, and then on top of it to realize that she got a bunch of money, but, and like after my mom talked to me and was like, you know, I think that your, your sister would give you some of that money because she knows how much you're struggling right now. I like, wanted to believe that like the thing thing that I've been mad at myself about since I found out about this yesterday is that of like how hurt I felt when I realized that she got all of this money and never said anything and especially when I realized that she didn't even want me to know that she got this money and was like you know what like explicitly told my mom not to tell me about um not just about the money but she didn't want my my mom to tell me at all about what was going on with her being mad at my uncle and aunt for wanting to pay off one of my uncle's last bills, um, which included like this money because they she was arguing about giving them some of the money back to pay this bill off because she was suspicious that there was a bill, even though that doesn't make sense. Like that aunt and uncle are very financially stable. They, why would they, why would they try to take, some of Jimmy's money to pay a bill if there was no bill to pay. Like, that's just weird. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so, um, the thing of why I've been like so angry at like myself and just really hurt and stuff is that when I feel like I have like an opinion about someone, I feel pretty set in the opinion. But then if someone I care about like kind of challenges it, I have a really hard time. I can, I can like stand firm sometimes, but, but a lot of the time I question myself a lot. Um, I doubt like my, like, especially, especially when it comes to my sister, um, like I can't remember any times of my dad saying things like this to me, but I know that he did because I believe it so much about myself. Um, but he used to just say things like part of the abuse of what he did was, he, I just have had this feeling since I was young that I was stupid, that I was like dramatic, that I couldn't be trusted to make my own decisions in my life, that 
um, I was really mean and I was really hard on other people. And that was one thing that my sister would also say to me um, when I was in a teenager, when I was in like my 20s, when we lived together, she would say things to me about how I was like a shitty like friend to have sometimes, um, which essentially boiled down to me doing autistic things like not looking people in the eye or having a hard time talking or not talking sometimes during conversations or whatever. And like, I already feel like that about me. I'm very hard on myself, as I mentioned, 4 billion times on here. And so it's really easy for me to just be like, well, I must be being too hard on this person because I'm a bad person. So I'm probably being ridiculous and overdramatic and I'm not right about this. And so when my mom came over and talked to me about like, oh, I think that your sister would help you out with money if, if she got anything from Jimmy's estate. Um, I wanted to believe, like, like, as soon as she left, I was like, maybe I'm being too hard on my sister. Maybe she isn't, like, maybe she would help me with that. Um, and then to find out that I was actually right about that, that at least as it stands right now, she hasn't helped me with it at all and doesn't even want me to, like, really know about it in any of the circumstances. It's like, and it's one of those things of, like, yes, my sister has an eight-month-old baby. Obviously, babies are expensive. Um, something just happened with her car too, I guess, that my mom was telling me about where she, her car was totaled and she has to get a new car. And so, yeah, I could see how she would want to use all of that money towards like a down payment for a new car because that's going to be expensive. But it's just a thing of like, I just know, I know for sure, because this is how I think that if the situations were reversed, like that my aunt that's on my mom's side of the family, like, let's say something wild happens and she, and she was the one that died instead of this uncle. And let's say a crazy situation happened where she didn't leave money to my sister, but she left it to me. She wouldn't do that. Like this aunt is very, like, is very, she wants everything to be equal. She wants to give the same things to me as to my sister. She never wants either one of us to feel like she's like prioritizing one or the other. Um, so anyway, I could see like, let's pretend in a crazy world where she wouldn't be that kind of person, but would be the type of person that would like leave money to me and nobody else. I know for sure that if she left me some money in her estate that, um, and I got a bunch of money that the first thing that I would do is figure out how much money I could give to my sister and my mom because to help them out with like some bills so they could pay, like I would probably ask them like, hey, do you have like a credit card or like a loan or something that is close to being paid off and how much is it? And I would probably then just like send them the money for that amount so that they could use it to pay that to pay it off. Or I would just tell ask them for the login information and log in and pay it off because or whatever, like, because that's just how I am. That's how I think about money. Like, and so like when I think about when I like fantasize about having enough money where I have enough money to like easily pay all of my bills and rent and all that and also do like fun things and go on vacations and, you know, just feel like don't feel that pressure for the first time in my life about worrying that I can't afford bills and things like that. Um, the things that I look for, part of my motivation for wanting to get to that point in my life, not only so that I don't feel that stress for myself, 
is because I love the idea that when I see people have GoFundMes and stuff online or like I see like a nonprofit or something like that raising money that I could like give money to whoever needed it at the time. And because I see things like that all the time and I always want to give people money to help them out, but I, but I usually can't because I don't have enough. And I know that if I made a good amount of money like that, that's the kind of stuff that I would do. Because that's just how I think like I would I would feel like I'm making good money now. So this is my chance to like give back to people because I know exactly what it feels like when you're like when you don't have any. And so it's really hard to realize that my uncle didn't include me as a beneficiary and that my sister got this money and is likely going to use it all to buy herself a new car. And, and then I'm probably not going to get anything from it. And and that it just it feels like another instance that because of these situations outside of my control, like I stopped like the reason why me and my uncle's relationships stopped being good was purely because he just got along better with my sister. And so when I stopped talking to him for a couple of years, um, he just like I think he just felt like he was I th- honestly think he was worried that if he had a relationship like that with me that that could somehow mess things up with my sister and even if that wasn't possible I think that's why he stopped talking to me a couple years ago that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that he felt like that could maybe mess things up with my sister and that relationship with her is more was more important to him than most and so he just like stopped talking to me because he probably felt like he didn't really need me in his life. And so it's hard enough to realize that that this person thought that way about me anyway. Um, and it's hard to know, like part of the reason why my sister is like suspicious of this uncle is because he like told her that he was not sure he would handle his money right, which is like, what the hell are you doing? Putting something like that in her mind, in anyone's mind about your brother when there's like no evidence that I've ever heard that this uncle has any issues related to money at all. Like my dad did, but nobody else in his family has from what I know, at least. Um, and then, and it's just hard to know that and then realize that it just, it feel one, one thing that has been happening a lot the last like six months or so of my life is that I, f- I feel like I'm being presented with these opportunities where things could improve, but somehow things just kind of fall apart right in front of my face. And it feels almost like the universe is like dangling this like opportunity in front of me just to like slap it away from me and almost like point and laugh at me for wanting to believe that things could improve. Like, um, like I had like a friend that, uh, wanted to, sell my like tarot deck that I made for myself in her Etsy store. And then that friendship didn't work out. Um, so I, I have never been able to sell that deck anywhere and try to make that, try to make any money from it. Another friend said that she wanted to start an Etsy store business, um, selling like digital products and then wanted to give this, the store over to me so that I could do that as a job and I wouldn't have to depend on working like, um, you know, a corporate job or whatever anymore. And that friend randomly stopped talking to me right after my uncle died. And so that didn't work out. Like I felt like I was progressing really well with money and things like that. And like doing and like getting to the point where I was like wanting to go to like a doctor and, 
and like, you know, do all these appointments that I've never done my entire adult life that you're supposed to do to take care of yourself. And then my job fires me and I don't have any money and I don't have any insurance. So I can't. So all of that stuff that I wanted to do, like go to a doctor, go to dermatologist, because I'm pretty sure that I have eczema and things like that have to be put off even further than what they've already been put off in my life before. Um, yeah. And this is just, it, this just feels like another thing. Like, um, remember when I saw my therapist and I told her about how my uncle was dying, that the thing that she said was like, well, maybe this could lead to you getting some money from his inheritance at least. And you could get something out of this situation because this is all like so hard and so it's just like an amazing thing that she said that. And then I, and then how it actually transpired is that the money all went to my sister. And, and I'm not supposed to even know about that. <laughs> and that, um, and that I don't get any of it. Like that somebody close to me gets it, but I don't get it myself. And so I just have to continue like trying to figure out life with not that much money um like I don't even have enough clothes to make it through an entire work week um because I got rid of all of my work clothes many years ago um I haven't worked in an office since March of 2020 it's been almost four years and so like I've been sitting there the last couple days thinking like should I go on like the Target website and buy a couple like pants and like shirts and use like afterpay to to get them so where they won't charge me for another month and just and can pro and could probably afford that easier in a month when I've when I've had a couple paychecks by that point with my job um or is that like a risky decision like financially to make I don't know <laughs> but that's like the options that I have and so it's it's just really hard to hear that somebody knows where I am in my life and they don't offer any support at all. When I know, even now, I know that I would offer them that support. And yeah, it's just disappointing to once again feel like, to once again feel let down by this person and also let down by myself for even expecting it to be any different than what it is because they've never given me any indication that it would be any different. So why am I expecting that?